Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Good morning, 2X comrades. Bill Kasky here, back for another episode of the 2X Podcast. Welcome. Glad you could join me today. In the last couple episodes, I've been talking about this concept of the psychological framework. Oh, by the way, if you're a brand new listener, you can learn a little bit more about uh, the work we do at Bill Kasky, C-A-S-K-E-Y.com. Plenty of freebie ideas, videos, podcasts, audios, all sorts of stuff there. So BillKasky.com. But we've been talking about this concept of the psychological frameworks of success or of sales since most of our listeners to the 2X podcast are business development people, VPs, leaders, CEOs, people who care about the sales process and who care about bringing in more business. In our first episode in this series, we talked about intent and about how a high intent is really a very good strategy. Number two, we talked about abundance, and that would be your perspective on the market. When you look out in the morning, do you see a market full of abundance or do you see a market full of scarcity? Today, we are going to move to the third, the third in the triad of the five fundamental shifts, or we'll call them the psychological frameworks. The third is detachment. And it is the most commonly misunderstood of these concepts, detachment. The definition, as I see it, is it's the predisposition to let go and move on. Now, you could add a lot of different, uh, a lot of different definitions to that, a lot of different angles. You could get really academic with it. But at the end of the day, in professional selling or business or negotiation, when you are detached, you have the psychic ability to let go and move on, to let go of the deal, to say, you know what, this ain't going to happen, or as we say in Indiana, this ain't going to happen. In New York, we might say, this is not going to happen, and we have to move on. And it's easier said than done. And of all the training that I've done and all the concepts and the strategies and the processes and the tactics, this is one of the favorites because it really gives you a lot of power. And I want you to have power in the process. I don't want you to have power over people, but I want you to have power in the process and over the process. It is very powerful if used properly. There is, a, there is an alignment issue that if you are not thinking properly and you try to act detached, it will come off flippant and it will come off contrived. So we don't want that. So I'm going to give you five rules of the road, five rules of the detachment road, detachment boulevard, if you will. So we'll talk about uh, each of these and I'll give a little example underneath each one. And then the... Uh, the action, I've got to figure out what action I want you to take because this is one of those things that's hard to 
it's hard to craft an action. But as I go through this, I know I'll come up with one. I've got a half sheet of paper here, still empty, that will have your assignment on it. Number one, rules of the detachment road, detachment boulevard, process first, detach second. What I mean by that is work your process. You've got a sales process. Uh, If you don't, you need one. If you need one and don't have one, then you can follow some of my advice. I do a program called the 2X Group. It's a peer group. It's a mastermind group of like-minded salespeople. We spend a lot of time in there on process. But wherever you get the information, wherever you get ideas on your process, you've got to have a process. If you're not working a process, you have nothing to detach from. You've got to work your process with your potential client Maybe part of that process is a full understanding of their issues. Maybe it's finding out what their problems are. Maybe there's an assessment to your process. Uh, I love assessments. I love formal or informal assessments. Maybe there's a monetization of the pain of the problem. Maybe you figured out a way, hopefully you have, to say, this problem, sir, costs you a half million dollars a year, or they tell you that. But you've got to have a process. If you work the process diligently and you have detachment on your mind all the way through, it's kind of an undercurrent, which really is my number two here, it becomes easier to detach in the end. If things aren't going right, if the prospect is taking you down a lot of uh, rabbit trails and, and trails you don't want to go on, or if they're putting you off, or you feel like, you know what, I've got a lot of interest in this sale, but it certainly doesn't appear that they do. Maybe it's time to detach. And again, definition, let go, move on. So you got to have your process first. got to work it. And only then do you have something to detach from. Number two, a good detachment, a good healthy dose of detachment acts as an undercurrent to everything you do. In the sales cycle, really anything you do, period, but in the sales cycle. Detachment, you see, takes away your fear. Because what's the thing that we fear? We fear the customer saying no. We fear the customer asking us for a discount. We fear that we've wasted a lot of time with somebody, uh, tens of hundreds of hours, and they end up not buying. There's lots of fears. But when you operate with an undercurrent of detachment, all those fears go away. Because you're not attached to getting the deal anymore. The only thing you're attached to is the process that you're going to take them through. If you have an undercurrent of detachment all the way through, you can always take it back to zero. So, for example, uh, let's say I'm in the sales process and my customer, let's say we're, you know, two or three calls in. And my customer says, well, Billy, i got to tell you something. We just had budget cuts around here, and we just got an email that says we've got to cut 20% out of our expense budget or capital equipment budget or whatever this fits in. And, boy, that's going to be tough. Uh, I, I just, I'm not seeing that this is going to happen with a 20% decrease in our budget. You can either fight that battle then and say, oh, but your people don't understand how awesome I am and how great the solution is. And if they could only see and they wouldn't put the budget up, but buy my money. You don't say that. You say, sounds like it's over. It sounds like there's nothing I'm going to say or you're going to say that's going to magically put the, the money back into the, into the budget. So are you, tr- are you telling me that we're done? So taking it to zero is taking it back to, I'm totally detached. Are you telling me that this thing is over? You can't do that if you're attached to the deal. 
because you're always going to find, uh, you know, a little circle to draw, or you're always going to find a little path to go around another angle. You're going to have another angle. Well, you know, maybe if we get in front of HR, we can convince and persuade and sweet talk them. You've got to take it to, to zero, take it back to zero, which is total detachment. Now, you may find after you do, customer says, you know what? Yes, you're right. There's no hope in hell that this is going to happen. Or he may say, no, I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying that the odds are less given this budget constraint thing. Okay, well, now you've got to figure out together what's the next step and how do we get around this budget constraint thing. So it's not over. It's just that you have to have the courage through detachment to take it all the way back to zero. Number three, it's got to begin in your language up front. You've got to be able to give voice to detachment. Here's what I might say to a prospect that I haven't met before. In fact, I just had a call here a couple of weeks ago from a, a young lady who has a sales team of, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 people. And we were talking about maybe bringing me in and some of the content in. We're still talking about it, actually. But on the first call, she said, look, you know what? How much is it? How, generally, how much is it? I, I got to make sure I have the budget for this. And I said, well, you know what? I don't usually share money right up front because I have no idea how much it is. You may say I've only got one person that's got the problem and he or she only has a very small problem, which I may say, you know what? Let's let's do some phone coaching and let's get past it and move on. And that's going to be your cheapest way out. Or if you have eight of the 10 people who are struggling and it's costing you $5 million a year for them to struggle, then we probably have a different solution, which is going to be a different price. So let's do this today. Let's talk a little bit about the issue. You tell me what's going on. I'll tell you how I would fix it. And at the end, I'll give you some ideas, some general ideas about money, budget, what you're looking at, timeline, how we can divide it into phases. And then if you decide then that it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But we haven't wasted a lot of time, but I'm not, I'm not able to really share anything until I hear what the problem is. That is your upfront language that portrays detachment. If at the end of this meeting or this call, it doesn't seem like it's a fit for either one of us, not just for you, by the way. I want to get out of this. If you don't think it's a fit, then I'll be on my way. No, if we don't think it's a fit, if either one of us says this is not a fit, it's not a fit. If you say, Mr. Prospect, oh, this is awesome, and I say, uh, I'm not sure I want this business because I don't get a good vibe here, or you want to train one of 20 people, and I know there's 19 others that need training, you know what, I'll pass. It's got to be we. The language has to be we'll decide at the end, and it may be we decide that it's not a fit. So all of that begins up front with your language. Number four, you've got to have proper alignment between your thought of detachment or your belief in detachment and your actions that you take in the, in the process itself. So if you're really hungry and you're attached and you need this business really bad, oh, taste it. You can feel it. You can spend the commission money. In fact, you've already spent half the commission money. Then you're not going to be detached. Don't use the words of detachment because it's going to come across disingenuous and, and out of alignment. You'll say the words, but they're not going to believe the words because your feelings and thoughts don't match up. So your alignment has to be between believing you're detached and thinking detachment, and then your actions will, will be in sync with that. You see that? If you are hungry and needy and desperate, 
Don't go out and mimic the words and then call me and say, hey, Bill, I tried that. It doesn't work. Well, of course it doesn't work because the prospect has a sixth sense. They can figure you out. Figure. Did I say figure? They can figure you out. They know the vibe is, eh, what he's saying, he really doesn't believe. So number four, got to have proper alignment. Get your mind right first and the actions will follow. Period. Pop my P there. Got to take that out. Number five, don't just ride off into the sunset. If you feel like the prospect is taking you down the wrong path or it just feels like, you know what, this is not going to be a good fit, don't just quit. I mean, don't just leave and say, well, whatever happened to that Smith deal? Yeah, you know what, they weren't the right fit and they lied to me a couple of times, so screw them, I'm not going to go back. No, you go back and have a conversation with them or on the phone and say, look, here's where we are. I said this, we had our first meeting, I was talking about this, you said that, and as we went, it seemed like we got further and further away from solving the real problem, and we got more into the money. And you, you got into my, my background and tes- testimonies, and you didn't like the school I went to, and you know what, if that's going to be a problem, then we are done. And so I can't change the school I went to. I can't change my credibility. Uh, so if that's where you are, I suggest that we just end it. And you can start up anew with somebody else. I've even got a couple of names I can send you. But I'm not sure it makes sense to continue. You've got to be verbally strong with your prospect. Don't just not call him back or her back ever again. That's just that's cowardice. <laughs> that's not detachment. Detachment happens when you can have a straight, straight dialogue, head-to-head, face-to-face dialogue and say, look, here's what, here's what I think. I think we need to uh, end this process. I'm just feeling like it's not going anywhere. And uh, we've been going around and around for the last three months. I don't see it changing. It's all the same to you. Why don't we just agree to disagree and move on? You'll find out then whether they agree with that. Sometimes, most often, they will. And that's good. You're not trying to detach from this so they come back you know, on their knees begging you to stay in the process. No, you're just being, you're, you're pulling your big boy and big girl pants up and saying, I don't think this is working for me. I got to get out. So those are the five rules of the road for detachment. Now, there's a whole lot more there. Uh, a lot of it takes practice. A lot of it takes an examination of your past and of your, you know, your scripts in life and what the movie you play about yourself and, and your life and your potential But I will tell you this, straight on, I will tell you this. If you can get this detachment thing figured out and get it embedded into your brain that not every deal is a good deal and that you don't need every deal, and even though your little ego comes crying back to you and says, oh, daddy, don't don't say no to that deal. It could be big. You know, I know it's only $5,000 now, but it could become $50 million pretty easy. No, it won't. Things don't go from 5000 to $50 million. Plus, the time you spend taking it from 5000 to $50 million, you can get a, probably gone out and fi- found a $50 million account. So your ego will constantly badger you because it does me. I, believe me, I speak from experience on this. Take these out. Here's what I want you to do. In the next meeting you're in with a potential client, I just want you to try some of this. I just want you to try even the, 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 the language of detachment up front. Look, let's, let's meet, let's talk, let's see how far we get, and let's decide at the end if we should continue or not. If not, no harm, no foul. If we do, we can decide what that looks like. How does that sound? 
That's portraying detachment. Now, again, I think most of us can buy into that detachment. I think the problem comes when we're 17 calls in and we've spent hundreds of hours in proposal after proposal and reworking and tweaking and modifying. That's when it becomes hard to detach because we have so much invested. But the first call should be easy because, heck, you don't know. Maybe the person's ready to file Chapter 11 or maybe they don't like salespeople or maybe they had a bad experience with a product like yours before and you didn't know it, but they're not. They have no intention of buying from you. At least practice that upfront part. Proclaim your detachment. I wish you all the luck in the world. And we'll talk next time about psychological framework number four. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I know what it is and you're going to like it. See you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.